ELC Radio. Love God. Lift others. Welcome to Elevate Life Church. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy another elevated message. Here's our very special guest, internationally recognized senior pastor and best-selling financial author, Patrick Andre. Listen, this morning, yesterday in the evening, God began sharing something with me. It's not my message, but I believe it's a word for your church. And it starts with a scripture that he laid on my heart in 2 Kings chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. So this is not the message. This is a bonus. 2 Kings chapter 3, verses 16 through 18 says this. Thus says the Lord. Make this valley full of ditches. This is the New King James Version. Make this valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, You shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain. You're not going to see them. But listen to this. Yet that valley shall be filled with water, so that you, your cattle, and your animals may drink. And this is the simple matter in the sight of the Lord. God gave me that scripture, and then he began to share this with me. And I wrote it all out as I was sitting there, because when I share a word for a church, I want to make sure it's accurate. I don't want to lose it in some interpretation. And this is what he said to me earlier this morning. Many of you have been asking God for a breakthrough. How many of you believe in God for a breakthrough in your life? Come on. I mean... Oh, yeah, you're not sitting there going, I don't need no break. How many of you believe in God for a breakthrough? Talk to, talk to the grandpa, okay? I got 23 grandkids. Talk to the grandpa, not just mom and dad. Talk to the grandpa. How many of you believe in God for a breakthrough this morning? All right? Many of you have been asking God for a breakthrough, and it will happen in a moment, in a suddenly. But this is for you, Elevate Life. But you must prepare for your breakthrough, and that takes time and effort. So, begin to expand your vision to see beyond your current moments to all the breakthrough moments still to come in your life. Begin preparing now for the breakthroughs that are ahead because they are coming. This is a word for somebody today. God will bring an abundance of healing, wisdom, love, protection, finances, and many other answers. You may not see it coming, but suddenly and without warning, 
God will deliver the breakthrough you've been asking for. Your job, your job is to start digging the ditches by faith because faith is the key ingredient for your breakthrough. And faith is an active force and is not afraid to make preparations for things you cannot yet see. There are many ditches in this house to be dug. Ditches of forgiveness. Ditches of letting something old go. Ditches of starting something new. Whatever your ditch is, God wants you to make sure you're digging that ditch and preparing for the breakthrough. Because he has been telling you to start something new for many of you. Even if you can't see any evidence of your breakthrough coming right this minute, listen to me, church. Start digging the ditches because God is ready to fill them to overflowing. Stop. Stop where you're at and consider the ditches that you need to dig. And prepare for your breakthrough and believe that God will deliver it suddenly. Here's what God was saying to me. He was saying, ditches come in many different forms. And he told those people in the Bible, he says, your responsibility is not to fill them. Your responsibility is to get prepared. So many times we go through life, oh boy, here I am preaching. We go through life and we're, we're asking God for this breakthrough, 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 but we don't do any preparation. We don't prepare our heart. We don't prepare our mind. We don't prepare emotionally. We don't prepare our family. We don't prepare our friends. We're not getting rid of the old so that the new can enter in. Last night at dinner, I told pastors something. I said, God is not responsible to bless bad management. I want to tell you this this morning. God is not responsible to bless you if there's no preparation. You don't want to hear it, but that's okay. I'm a dad. I'm a grandpa. I get to talk the way I want these days. When you turn 70, something clicks in. You say, I don't care what you think. I'm the dad here. All right. I'm just being transparent with you that many of you in this room are asking God for a breakthrough, but you've got to begin putting in the effort of preparation, that thing that says, hey, I haven't been the best manager of my life. I haven't been the best manager of my family. I haven't been the best manager of my business. I haven't been the best manager of my finances. Oh my God. I haven't been the best manager of my body. Right? Come on, church. You don't become the best without preparation. We don't get God's best without preparation. So stop. Right now, today... And if you really want something from God, then you begin to dig the ditches that you need in your life. And he says, your suddenly's coming. How many of you are ready for your suddenly today? Father God, I'm talking right now to drop the suddenlies in this church. Drop the suddenlies in this church. Bring them right now in the name of Jesus, I speak it. So that's a word. 
Haven't given that word to any other church pastors. That's a word for your church. It's a word for my Elevate family here in Sacramento. Today, I have a message for you. Usually it takes about two hours. I'm going to get it done in about 50 minutes. Say, well, I thought you were in your message. I am not in my message yet. I'm just getting started. God spoke something to me a few weeks ago that blew my mind. He just spoke it to me while I was sitting there praying, and I just had to stop and say, what the heck are you talking about? And I believe as you listen with the ears of God through the power of the Holy Spirit today, I believe God is going to enlighten you on how you can have a deeper, more meaningful, more powerful walk with God in your life. He made this statement to me. I don't walk with the talkers. I talk with the walkers. Anybody who's taking notes, I want to I say that to you again. I know that we, I want to see your little fingers going on your phones here and your pads, right? If you stop and think about this, this is a very intriguing statement. But yet he was very clear. It was very clear when I heard his words. I've had God speak to me audibly three times in my life, my entire life. And that's how I know it's him when I hear it. Because it's not every day. I mean, I'm not one of those guys that, you know, Lord said, Lord said, Lord said, Lord said. But this he said. I don't walk with talkers. I talk with walkers. Listen to what he told his first disciples in the book of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 19. And I'm using the Passion Translation a lot today. It says here, Jesus called out to them and said, Come and follow me. Say follow. Follow me, and I will transform you into men who catch people for God. But you can't catch people for God until you follow me. You first must follow me. And if you follow me, I will turn your life into something you didn't realize it could be. And God wants to turn your life into something far beyond what you've ever been able to dream of in your life. This church has the potential to turn this city upside down. When people look at it and say, oh, look at you down there. Yeah, look at us down here is what you're going to answer. Look what God is doing. But he says here, you can't catch the men if you don't first follow me. Following Jesus, or I'm going to use this term today, walking with Jesus, say walking, Walking. is the first step in reaching your destiny with God, in reaching your calling with God. You cannot reach it by staying where you're at. 
It's clear here that these men, who probably were successful, they were minding their business, doing their business, and here comes Jesus, and he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change your life. I am going to turn your life upside down, and you are not going to just sit here and fish. You're going to become catchers of men. I believe each of you, as you learn to be the influential, significant people of God in your city, will be catchers of men and women. We'll let them come along too. But church, we cannot do it by staying where we're currently at. we got to get up and we have to walk. Disciples, those disciples needed to get up from where they were and begin walking, not where they wanted to go. They had to start walking with him. They had to start walking where he was going. Because you can't follow someone if you stay where you're at. Are you getting this? Walking is more, I'm going, to, I'm going to teach you something right now. Walking with the Lord is more than being born again. It's more than just believing in God and the Bible. And it's more than just being a good church member. Because all of that can be done without walking. Listen to Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, <laughs> Lord, Lord, will enter into heaven's kingdom. It is only those who persist in doing my will, the will of my heavenly Father. On the day of judgment, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, don't you remember us? Now listen to this. Listen to this. Didn't we prophesy in your name? Come on, church. They were prophesying. Didn't we cast out demons? They were casting out demons. And didn't we do many miracles in your name? But listen to what he says. But I will have to say to them, go away from me, you lawless rebels. I've never been joined to you. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? They're prophesying, guys. They're casting out demons. They're doing miracles. I mean, they, are, they think they are the cat's meow. I'm telling you. And Jesus has the audacity to look them in the eye. Church, you don't want to hear this, but I'm telling you right now. You can come to church. You can come sit in the chair. You can get up and worship. You can do this. You can do that. And there are some that Jesus still looks in their eye and said, hey, I, didn't, I never knew you. They recognized him as Lord. They worshiped him. They prophesied, but he didn't know them. Why? Because it's not just about knowing who these people were. Hey, there's Tina. Hey, I know Tina. Oh, hey, there's Sergio. I know Sergio. Come on. Hey, there's Jesse. I know Jesse. It's not just about knowing someone. Listen carefully. 
It's about knowing him because they walked with him or did not walk with him. And when you walk with him, you begin to what? You begin to create a kingdom law of connection. A kingdom law of connection, a, king, a kingdom law of mission, and a kingdom law of destination. But in this situation, listen carefully, there was no kingdom-defined reciprocity in their walk because they were walking with themselves. They weren't walking with Jesus. They were walking with themselves. You see, when you walk with God, it brings you to a place where you can begin a deeper relationship that can lead to greater knowledge and understanding of him. Listen to what Luke chapter 24 verse 32 says. Stunned, they looked at each other and said, why didn't we recognize him? These are the two on the road to Emmaus, right? Why didn't we recognize him? Didn't our hearts burn with the flames of passion while we walked beside him? Not while they sat in their house. Not while they had the TV on. Hello. When they walked with him beside him, he unveiled for us such profound revelation from the scriptures. Please notice this. This revelatory conversation took place as they walked with him. That same thing took place in the lives of the first disciples. They got up and they decided they would walk with Jesus. And when they decided they would walk to Jesus, that allowed them the opportunity to have conversation with Jesus. I talk with the walkers. I talk with the walkers. I don't walk with the talkers. They were getting to know Jesus, but they were also getting to know that they would be called to carry his truth to the world. Doing things the way Jesus would do them. What would Jesus do? How did they get to that place? They were willing to walk with him before anything else. Because... I can't learn about Pastor Sergio if I'm not near Pastor Sergio. I have to have a proximity to someone to learn about them. So if I never come to Sacramento and never spend time with Pastor Sergio and Pastor Tina, I would never know about them. <clears throat> I would never know how they think. I would never know how they speak. Come on, are you listening to me? I would never know them. Oh, my God. But if I will choose to get on a plane and come here, hello, I'm going to start walking with them. But as I begin to walk with them, how many of you have ever been on an evening stroll? I know, you don't walk. Okay. My wife and I are always out walking the dog, okay? Walking the dog. I think there was a song about that many, many, many years ago, all right? But as we're walking, we're talking about life. Oh, my God. Rhonda. Man, today was such an awesome day. Well, why, honey? Well, because da-da-da-da. Hey, have you ever noticed that, you know, are you listening to me, church? 
as you're walking, you then begin to talk because you're finding a moment that you're near one another and you can communicate. <laughs> and, and listen, as you walk with someone, you can have conversations with them. And Jesus gave us some insight regarding this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. New International it says, and when you pray, oh, this is powerful. Don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. You know what Jesus, Jesus was basically telling them not to talk the way most people talk. Don't communicate the way most people communicate. There is a way to communicate in the kingdom that brings you kingdom connection, that will bring you kingdom mission. It will bring you kingdom destination. It will bring you kingdom finances. It will bring you a kingdom business. It will bring you a kingdom family. It will bring you kingdom children. Hello. It will bring you a kingdom city. Talking follows walking, not standing. The hypocrites stood so they would be seen by men. And they got their legitimate reward. However, true disciples, they're not found standing around to be seen by others. True disciples are found outside, active, doing the work what I call walking on their own life streets. The streets of life that God has called them to. And at the same time, staying in contact with Jesus through their advantage through the Holy Spirit. And when they speak, or let's say when they talk, they use the substance that they receive from the Lord as they walk with him. You see, here's something I've learned over the years. When people talk, you can know if they've really walked. No walk, no talk. How come? Because when you walk with God, he walks with you, and in the framework of the walk is where he speaks. Not in the framework of sitting in my house all the time. Not in the framework of working 18 hours a day. Not in the framework of ignoring my wife or ignoring my children. But it comes in an intimate walk with Jesus where he can begin conversing with us at a level that we've never known before. Where the Holy Spirit begins to flow freely into teachable hearts where changes, corrections, adjustments... And alignments can take place where you can hear what ditches you need to be digging. Walkers don't talk with themselves first. They talk with Jesus first. <laughs> and this should become the habit that we're in. I'm not saying anything until I go have a little walk with Jesus. Let me just stop for a second and say, Pastor Sergio mentioned that I teach a lot on financial freedom. I love it. 
But we cannot enter the level of financial freedom and the abundant life that God has for us unless we know. Hello? Unless we know. I'm going to say it again. Unless we know how to do that. I got to walk with Jesus to find that out. Yeah, man has a lot of great ideas, but man is second to Jesus. I got to walk with him to get this insight. This needs to become a habit in our life where Jesus is involved in our conversation constantly. Because talking with Christ as you're walking with him will take you deeper. It will take you higher. And in time, this is the outcome. It will position you for a corporate work in the kingdom. No walk, no talk. So let me just tell you this. If we're not walking with him, then we're not talking with him. Oh man, don't shout me down. I think you all are on the edge of your seat. Because I believe this is cutting in to the very depths, the very soul of every person in this room today. To me, when God shared these words with me, When he said, I don't walk with the talkers, I talk with the walkers, it hit me. It hit me like something that hasn't hit me in a long, long time. And I believe the reason for that is that we've become a church. When I speak about a church, I'm not talking necessarily about this church. But we have become a church that likes a lot of things to be seen. I, you know, with all appreciation to everything, but at the end of the day, it's not about everything you see when you come in here. My question is, where's your walk? Did you get up this morning and say, I'm going to walk with you today? Before you even said you're going to talk with him. Because if you're going to walk with him, that means you're going to be listening. You're going to want input. You're going to want direction. <laughs> You're going to want to know, I shouldn't be hanging around with this person. I shouldn't be doing business with this person. I shouldn't be talking this way. Shouldn't be drinking this much. <laughs> shouldn't be eating this much. <laughs> I know for me... I cannot know the work that I am called to do unless I hear from God. I cannot hear from God if I don't first choose to walk with God. And walking with God, according to the scripture, is we walk by faith. That whatever he says, all right, you said it. Sounds crazy to me, but you said it. But here's the, here's the beauty of this. If I will choose to walk with him in intimacy next to him, 
Not try and hear him from afar, but actually dig in to walk with him where I can talk with him. He will guide me into the work that I'm called to. That purpose that he's called me to. That destination that he's called me to. And that's the final stage. It all begins with our walk. Because that leads to a talk that leads to a work. And when it comes to kingdom assignments, which I believe we are called to, it's out of the question to consider, I need each and every one of you to listen carefully here because I'm going to give you a word that can change your life if you will take it to heart. When it comes to kingdom assignments, it's out of the question to consider working with people who don't walk with him and with you. And then who don't talk with him or you. In order to work together, you've got to work together inside the framework of kingdom assignments, which requires an ongoing walk and conversation that evolves day in and day out. So I'll put it to you this way. No walk, no talk, no work. How many of you want to do your job for God? Ten of you. So you're here for a good time, the rest of you. I'm sorry. Can I talk like that here? Anybody here want to do a work for God? <clears throat> I want to do a work for God. I, I, I told Pastor Sergio back in the room, I said, not too long ago, I was over in Santa Rosa. I was preaching over there on a weekend, and I'm in my hotel room, and I started crying out to God. Because here I am, I'm getting ready to turn 70. I'm like, oh my God, 70. That's like the end of the world. Right? So I said, no. I said, but God, just give me 10 more years like I've never had before. Make them the most powerful, the most impacting, the most life-changing years that I have ever had on this planet. Because I want to do a work for God. Which means I ain't got time for playing games anymore. No walk, no talk, no work. Why? Because when people don't walk with God, there's no revelational insight flowing and developing inside of them. And in that case, kingdom work is out of reach. Kingdom work is out of reach. It's as simple as that. So let me tell you why I share all that with you. Years ago, um, there was a man that I really respected, and I had an opportunity eventually to work for this man. But when I first saw him, I saw him ministering in the pulpit. Wow. Wow. Holy smokes, you're kidding me. That revelation, right? I saw him ministering in the pulpit. I, I saw him pray for people at the altar. I'm watching all of this, right? I saw him interact with others out in the hallway. I saw him talking to his leaders and teaching them how to handle a youth or a child. But I saw him from a distance. 
I didn't know anything about him. I didn't know how he thought. Didn't know what kind of words he would use. And I could have stayed in that relationship, that same relationship, attending that church. I could have stayed in that relationship the rest of my life. Thank God I didn't. But think about the children of Israel. The children of Israel saw the amazing acts of God. They saw all these things, and guess what? They still didn't enter the promised land. I believe God has a promised land for each and every one of you that he has ordained before the foundation of the world and before you were even a thought in your mother's womb. There was a plan for your life, a calling for your life, a destination for your life, a kingdom assignment for your life. These people knew about God and his works, but they didn't really know God. Today, we need people who not only see things from the sidelines, but who will come into a deep and intimate knowledge of God and his ways. Too many believers today are what I call watchers. The watchers. You know who they are? They're the ones who tend to operate out of a need-based relationship. When things aren't going right, then they remember God. Oh, boy, you guys are quiet. Then they remember God. Then they start praying like they have never prayed before in their life. Making a lot of rash promises to God. I know, some of you are laughing. And then after he's met all their needs, guess what? They're comfortable again, and then it's back to, don't call me, I'll call you. Can I tell you something? Seeing acts doesn't lead to faith for producing results. And the Bible tells us why in the book of Hebrews. It is clear that they could not enter into their inheritance because they wrapped their hearts in unbelief. So my friends, faith, there's so much gold in this message. <laughs> so faith isn't a function of the miracle you see. Faith is a function of the knowledge of God within you. That's how you operate in faith. It's not based on, oh man, I saw somebody else get healed so I can get healed. It's not based on what you see. The children of Israel saw them. And they did not get their inheritance. But Moses, you know what Moses did? He said this. Therefore, I pray you, the book of Exodus, if I have found favor in your sight, let me know your ways so that I may know you. Let me know your ways. Church, I want to know his ways. I don't want to sit in a chair in the back of the room and say, oh my God, that was good. That was good. I want to be an active participant. You see, knowing someone's ways means you got a relationship with them. You're building an understanding of that person. 
Hello? You're building a trust with that person. I think about the blue angels. I love the blue angels. And I've got a video that I show in one of my messages where it shows them flying, two of the airplanes flying, and their wingtips are only 18 inches apart. Don't tell me they don't know each other. Don't tell me they haven't spent time together. Don't tell me they aren't walking together. Don't tell me they're not talking to each other. They are talking to each other constantly. And that's how close you can be with Jesus. You can be flying at mock speed and know he's got my back. I'm in here with him. And what happened when Moses asked for this? Exodus 33, 14, the Lord said, my presence shall go with you. Knowing God's ways means knowing the principles by which he does things. And you need to know that because he's got plans for your life. Are you learning anything today? He's got plans for your life. He, you are the light of the world. You are called to be agents of change. In people's lives, in businesses, in government, in media, in every single area of life, we are called to be agents of change. And how do we get there? Desire. Desire. You got to come boldly into the throw room, as the Bible says. My wife, when I met her, oh my God, I didn't sit back, oh God, I wish I could be with her. If you just let her walk by my, my, just let her walk by. No. Hey, can I take you out to dinner? <laughs> I was so bold. She said, ay, 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 ay. <laughs> right? Isaiah 55, 6, seek the Lord while he's here. Psalm 105, 4, seek the Lord. Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God. Back to Moses again. If you're pleased with me, teach me your way so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. And in Psalm 103, 7, guess what? He made his ways known unto Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. Big difference. I believe I'm in a church. I look around this room. You guys are packed in here, baby. Come on, you're packed in here. Agents of change, shaking up your communities, shaking up your business, shaking up your place of employment, getting Jesus everywhere you go, getting Jesus into your own life, into your own body, your health, your mental positioning, your emotions, your finances, your children. Don't let them run off there wild. Get back in the game, guys. desire Matthew 5 1 and 2 and seeing the multitudes he went up on a mountain and then he was seated his disciples came to him he had just delivered a massive message to the masses he's tired he goes up on the mountain and the disciples say hey we're coming up after you why we want you to teach us some more why we're walking up to you we're gonna walk with you why because we want more I'm sorry. I am, I'm excited this morning. I want more. How many of you want more? I want to deliver a message of more. We've got to have that desire and then immerse ourselves in the Word of God. Because in the Word of God is where He begins to speak to us. Plunging ourselves into it. Not just dallying our feet, but plunging into it. 
Just like Elijah kept telling Elisha, go away, go away, go away. And Elisha said, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you want a relationship with these pastors? You got to walk up to them. Everyone's waiting for them to come to you. You got to get bold. You got to get bold. I'd like to have coffee. I'd like to get to know you better. And don't go off on some funny tangent. Be honest about it. I want to get to know you. I'm watching you. I see how you're handling yourself. I see how you do things. I want to do that too. I want to be a disciple. Oh my God. Got to be immersed. You got to get into it. He says, stay in the law day and night. Why? Because you need repetition. You need repetition. And I learned this firsthand from my nephew, Josh, Army Ranger. We went to his graduation several years ago. He's still in the Rangers right now. And after graduation, we went to eat. I still got a few minutes. Went to eat. And he was explaining their training. He said, I wanted to drop out after two weeks. Well, the Army Rangers, here's the deal. There's only 3,300 of them in the entire Army. Over half the class drops out of each training. They crawl, they walk, they run, they shoot. They got to perform. They got to learn how to perform. And they got to learn it from someone else. But here's how they do it. They shoot and shoot and shoot. They're out on the range shooting, shooting, shooting. So that they become the best. He said, Uncle, he calls me Pobby, Uncle Pobby. He said, you can't believe it, but one night I was asleep. They came in and they got me. They took me out in the forest. He said, there was a big white circle over here with a big pile of boulders. And way over here, about 50 feet, was another white circle that was empty. And the training officer says, I want you to take all those boulders, and I want you to lift them up, and I want you to carry them over and put them in that white circle. Okay, I could do that. He said, oh, no, no, no. When you're done getting them all in that white circle, I want you to pick every one of them up and put them back in this white circle. He did that all night long. The reason they do that is to begin teaching muscle memory. Muscle memory. Folks, we need muscle memory in our relationship with God. You need to be ready at the drop of a pin to go to battle with God, to go to battle for the kingdom, to go to battle for your family, to go to battle for your kids, to go to battle for your society, go to battle for your city, go to battle, battle, battle. And I said, hey, man, how does it feel? How does it feel to be out there, you know, serving your country and representing them? He said, you know, Uncle Bobby, that's great. He said, but at the end of the day, here's what happens. When I go out on assignment, when I'm on deployment, I have to be honest with you. He said, at that very moment, it's not about my country. It's about the guy right next to me. Because if we don't think about each other, if we're not about each other, one of us or both of us is going to die. We need to have that in the kingdom. I need to be seeing about you and you need to be seeing about me. My role in coming and speaking is to see about you. To see about you. 
but to keep pouring in and pouring in and pouring in. My prayer today is that you have clarity. There's no possible kingdom work without an ongoing revelational-based talk taking place in the framework of your walk. And I want to leave you today with this, just these words that Jesus shared with me. He said, I don't walk with the talkers. I talk with the walkers. No walk, no talk. No talk, you can't possibly know what work I'm going to do. He's got a work for you, church. My word for you today is that God has a work for you. A work that's going to become clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer each and every day that this church continues to push out into a deeper walk with God. A deeper walk with God. You know, I believe today that these altars could be full. But I want to ask you right now, right where you're at, is God speaking to you? Is he speaking to you about your walk? You know, some of us think we're holy, holy, holy. But do we really have the walk that's generating the conversation that we really need in the deeper most parts of our life? That's what I want for you. That's what God wants for you today, to have that level of walk with him where he can converse with you at such a deep level that you will recognize his voice like muscle memory. It says, oh, that's the Holy Spirit right there. <laughs> Sounds crazy, but I know it. Why? Because I've heard it before. I've done it before. I've acted on it before. If that's you, I just want you to stand up right where you're at. Say, I want a deeper walk with God right now today. Who's willing to stand up, be man enough, woman enough, say, I want a deeper walk with God today. My walk has not been where it needs to be. It needs to be at a much more bold level. God, I'm coming today to walk with you. I'm going to walk tight with you. You're going to be my tight partner from now through the rest of my life. And just like Pastor Patrick, I am going to go now. I'm going 140,000 miles an hour. I am not going to stop. I am not giving up. How many of you today would say, that's me, Pastor Patrick? Raise your hands right where you're at. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus today, I thank you for such a powerful work that your Holy Spirit is beginning to pour into these lives, these precious, precious lives that are inside here, these souls that are alive, Father God. These are not just rocks. These are not just trees, but these are your children. They are alive forevermore today. And Holy Spirit, I'm asking you right now to begin bearing witness in their spirit of the walk that they need to step into beginning today, not next week, not next month, not next year, but today, right now, that they will make a decision, a decision like they did the day they got saved that said, I'm with you, Jesus. Well, let them renew it today and say, I'm walking with you. I'm getting up out of my chair. I'm getting my life straight. I'm getting it straight. I'm getting into a walk with you. And I, I fully believe, hear me, hear me, all of you that I'm praying for, 
I'm praying right now that as you begin to make that walk every day, that the Holy Spirit will begin having conversation with you at levels you've never experienced before. They will be mind-blowing. They will set you on fire. They will motivate you like you've never been motivated before for kingdom work, kingdom work, kingdom assignments so that you can do the work of changing lives around you, changing businesses around you, changing your own personal circumstances as you begin to move in obedience to God's word that he's speaking to you in that revelatory walk and conversation. In Jesus' name, receive it right now. Receive it, Holy Spirit. Receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Raise your hands right now and receive it into your life in the name of Jesus. Come on, call it into your life. Say, that's for me. Say, Jesus, I am going to walk like I've never walked before with you side by side so that my heart will burn with passion as it did for those two people on the road to Emmaus. You missed it. <laughs> Father, I pray that for him in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Come on, God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think that this is your way of telling me something. Well, I hope you've been encouraged by the word of God. And if you have, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast or download our free app at the App Store. And you can continue to get word every week from Elevate Life Church.